You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Oh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood again. And I wanted to talk to you today about how can this happen. The reason that I brought this to a total show based on how can this happen is because there's so many mysterious things going on in our world today. It's totally upside down. We have no idea why these things are happening. But what we do want to do is explore what is happening so that maybe you can come to a conclusion that makes sense to you. Because I'm struggling with making sense of some of what is happening. One of the things that I'm going to include in how can this happen is I'm going to include a red flag language alert. Okay, and I'm going to start with that today. And the reason that I'm starting with language alert is because we're bombarded every day with messages and people talking constantly, especially me. I'm one of the people that are talking to you, and I hope that you find it's worth your while. I'm going to do everything I can to make it worth your while so that you will come and listen to how can this happen. So my red flag alert today is about how people speak to you in everyday life. Oh, they do. They speak all day, every day, especially if you're willing to listen. So, what I want you to listen to is their phrasing and how they use language. So, I have three big pillars of language misuse. I'm going to call it misuse of language because as I'm pointing out to you, It doesn't make any sense. One and two and three. Number one, not hyperbole. Number two, at the end of the day. And my favorite, to be honest with you, So, all of the above is a flag for you to understand that it's called time out. Don't think what you're seeing is what you're seeing. This is what they're telling you. They're telling you that you don't know what you're looking at or hearing. So, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. The first one is not hyperbole. Okay. If the hyperbole is not, which means it isn't, I know I'm confusing you because it is confusing. What is hyperbole? It's an exaggeration of the truth. It's exaggerating something and propelling it to heights it doesn't belong. So, if it is not hyperbole, it is not an exaggeration. Well, that doesn't make any sense, does it? 
It's not hyperbole. I'm not telling you that all of this is an exaggeration. I'm telling you it is not. Okay, next. At the end of the day, at the end of the day is a statement to say that all will be resolved at the end of the day. Hmm. Okay, I get it. When is the end of the day? Is it 5 o'clock? Is it 8 p.m.? Is it midnight? Is it 1 a.m.? No, it can't be 1 a.m. because that's the beginning of the next day. Oh, so what they're telling you is at the end of the day means nothing because there is no end of the day. So why people say that, I have no idea. What does it mean? It means they don't know what they're talking about. That we can be sure of. Okay, what is number three? Number three is, let me be honest with you. Let me tell you, I hear it all day long. Let me be honest with you. Oh, great. I can't wait. So what I want you to understand is they must have been lying to you the whole time because now all of a sudden they're going to be honest. So have they been lying to you all day? Probably. I'm not one to say any of these statements, because it seems to me that I would rather tell you what I am than tell you what I'm not. So think about that. And also, while you're thinking about it, just remember when you hear it, because you may want to understand the context in which it is being told to you. It's being told to you in the context of what? Of somebody who's supposed to be telling you the truth, of somebody who is not supposed to exaggerate and make a big deal out of something, or it's telling you that something's happening at the end of the day when there is no end of the day. Also, don't forget, Tomorrow never comes. So when somebody tells you tomorrow, you can assure yourself that it's never going to come. Okay, so I wanted to take on some language alerts to alert you that part of the story of how this can happen has to be How can you relate to how this can happen? You have to relate to it because the stories that I'm telling you are true. You can look them up if you don't believe me. So what we want to know is how can this happen and is there anything we can do about it? That is is coming up next. I wanted to assure you 
that people who can't wrap their heads around language kind of have one thing in common, and that is there are 171,476 words in the English language or 340 pages of text single-spaced. That's a lot of language. So I don't understand why they don't have enough to choose from, but maybe the people who keep using the same words over and over and over again could tell you. Maybe it's about being lazy. We hope not. So the last time I did a podcast, it was about Maui. It was about the fact that a church stood amidst the rubble, in the midst of ashes. It was absolutely amazing. How can this happen? Well, we do know that it did happen. The church stood in the midst of rubble and total, absolute destruction. But the church was not harmed. It's a beautiful story. The story of Maui is not so beautiful because of the fact that people can't admit they're wrong, including me. I have a hard time admitting that I'm wrong, but one thing I do know for sure, that is we all make mistakes. We're all vulnerable. We're all sinners. We don't get do-overs. So once we've made the mistake, the best thing to do is to acknowledge it and to say, I made a mistake. So if you ever catch me in a mistake, I'll look for your comments online. I'll also look for you to subscribe to how this can happen so you can tell me when I make a mistake. I want to know. It helps me to be better informed to inform you. So today, the Maui update includes what went wrong, which is why we came to how can this happen. What went wrong is this. The first thing that went wrong is nobody was allowed to give a warning. The warning was not shouted out. The warning was a very accessible, available, very commonplace. They gave a warning signal if there were high winds or if there was a tsunami coming. Well, they decided they couldn't do that. So that was the first mistake. The second mistake is they cut off the water to put the fire out. So... Two mistakes did not make it happen that there could be a conclusion that wasn't total catastrophe, because that's what happened. It was total catastrophic. Now they're coming back and telling us, well, there aren't that many people that perished. Okay, let's say that that is true. Um, I'm hoping that it's true. But for weeks, we were told thousands are missing, and that that number never seemed to go down. 
So I'll leave it to you. I just think that the Maui chaos was created by total incompetence, lack of willingness to take accountability, and to understand that all of us, all of us, are capable of doing the right thing, and all of us are totally capable of making mistakes. The hard part is we can't admit when we've made a mistake. That's really harsh. We need to own our mistakes, value them. They're learning experiences. They keep us honest. So then you don't have to tell anyone you're honest. Because when you are, it shows in your actions. Okay, next subject. California sues the school district in Chino. A California attorney general sued a Southern California school district for requiring its new policy required schools to notify parents if their children change their gender identification. So California didn't like the fact that the school district wanted to notify the parents that the child was going to change their gender or that the child was contemplating it. So I guess I have two questions here. The first question is, why would the parents not know that the child was conflicted? That's question number one. And the second question is, if the parents didn't know, why is the school supposed to keep it secret? Really? I think there is an explanation So I'll go into that in one minute. But first, I want to explore this gender identification. I I, I don't understand when children became gender dysphoric. And that's a new word, too. I didn't look it up. I'm sorry. Next time I will. Okay, so we have this gender dysphoria, which means that obviously we have questions. Okay. God made us a girl or God made us a boy. But we don't like being a boy. We don't like being a girl. Okay. My question to you on how can this happen is, where did the kids get the idea that they don't like being a girl or they don't like being a boy? Where did this happen? I never heard of that. When I was growing up, I was a girl. I was a bit of a tomboy. I didn't play with dolls, but it never occurred to me that I wasn't a girl or that I wasn't female and that I didn't love being a girl. But somehow, 
All of a sudden, 100,000 children are now in this area of gender dysphoria. How does this happen? Okay, so the school district has decided that they will forcibly out transgender students and threaten their well-being. This is the policies like the one that was adopted by Chino Valley Unified School District in California. When did government get involved with mom and dad and family? I don't understand it. Mom and dad have children. Mom and dad raise children. Mom and dad give them schooling, education, clothing. They feed them. They take care of every one of their needs physically, and they are supposed to be the guidance that the children need. When did we have this problem with creating an identification problem with children? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you not want to be a girl or a boy? And if you don't want to be either or, what makes you think that changing it is going to make you happy? And if you aren't happy with the change, you have to destroy your life to go back to it. These are children that are of the age, I just want you to know, 6 to 17. When I was six, I didn't know what a boy was. I didn't know what a girl was. I just knew I was six years old and the whole world was my oasis. I was finding out everything you needed to know. So, when these children were analyzed, 121,882 They were diagnosed with gender dysphoria from 2017 through 2021. I would like to meet the doctors who diagnosed them. That's my thought. I want to say that we will cover more information regarding gender dysphoria as we move forward. But one thing I want you to know is it's a privilege and an honor for me to be here with you to talk to you about these subjects that are so extremely delicate and things that really can't be understood. So we're going to keep exploring them. We're going to keep going out of our way to bring them to you because I want you to be aware that not only it can happen, but we need to get to the bottom of how it can happen. And that's what we're going to do with this show. I want you to subscribe. I want you to comment. I want you to make everything clear that once you have heard what I had to say, I want to hear back from you. You are the reason I'm here. How can this happen? Thank you for being with me today.